Yeah, it's coming along, sweet. I just had a coughing fit. I think I lost a part of my lung, but I'm getting a little clearer. I'm getting a little better. This is good news for you. Um, let me say this. You sound, you're sounding better every single day, which is weird because you keep telling me you feel good. I do. I feel fine. You just fine. sound, Yeah. you know, it's like you got all this congestion up there, but uh, you sound better today. So I had a, I had a moment yesterday, Slee, where okay. I thought that, you know, as, as a parent, and I think all the parents out there can, re- can relate to this, you have these moments where you realize, you know what? I, I've raised a responsible citizen and a compassionate human being. I've done okay. my job in society. I've created a person that understands that we're all in this together. You need to be empathetic towards your fellow human beings. I was having a coughing fit, right? I was hacking. <laughs> and one of my kids comes out from the house and says, hey, Dad, are you okay? I said, yeah, I'm fine. Goes, can, I, can I get you a cup of tea or something to kind of help? I'm like, Wait, wait, what? You're you're asking if you can help? Yeah, yeah, that would be great. Thank you. I yeah, thanks. I would love a cup of tea. And they come back, and then thirty seconds later, um, yeah, here's the tea. And uh, can I have a ride and uh, some money? I'm gonna go hang yeah. out with my friends. Can you can yeah, you there do was that something for me right too? There. So it was it was it was coming. I said, didn't I give you some money yesterday? But you know what? But yeah, you know I spent it. I spent it. It's gone. Let, oh, let me say right. this. It sounds like it's moving in the right direction. At least he's giving something to get something. It was it was a step in the right direction is exactly right. It's uh it's one of those moments. You don't get them all that often, but uh, when you get them and they, they show you that they're they're good people, you embrace them. <laughs> that's good stuff. Yeah, I think you got to you got to you got to grab onto them. All right, a few tweets here, uh, Slee. This one is from a new name. I have not seen this. Love that. This is from okay. Froy, and Froy writes Trav's voice from Messi sounds like Pinocchio from Shrek. It does. It does. That that is exactly what I'm shooting for, and I'm glad that uh, you got that. You, have you seen Shrek, Slee? I have seen Shrek. Uh, real quick, what was the – was it Geico that was doing the commercial with Pinocchio? Yes. Do you know what I'm talking about? Where he's a yeah, motivational a of, speaker. It yeah. also sounds a bit yeah. like uh, the gingerbread getting uh, – the buttons. <laughs> Not the gumdrop buttons. <laughs> that moment. That's perfect, too. Yeah, see, you guys are coming along. You're finally starting. No, we're to not coming along. We're yeah, not, no, nobody's coming along. You're, you're, New you're, producer Emily likes it. It's okay. Thank you, Emily. See, we're already starting to develop a relationship. Emily, what's your what's your what's your Twitter? What's your Twitter handle? Uh, at Emily, spelled normally, and my last name H Y B L. Emily Hebel. Okay, Emily if Hebel. you have suggestions that you want to throw out there for Emily, Emily's been in Southern California, L.A. now for a whopping one week. Has it been one week? Less than that, less. I think. Uh, okay, six less days. than a week. So she needs some suggestions. She needs places to go. And then t- tell us again where, uh, wh- what part of town are you in? Uh, Eagle Rock. Okay, she's in Eagle Rock. All right, I got. I already have some suggestions, but yeah, I was gonna say, Chad, that's tomorrow your stomping grounds. Sleep. Tomorrow we can read off some of these, get some suggestions, and so forth. No, tomorrow we're gonna have a whole Emily segment on what Emily has learned in her time in L.A. Here's another tweet. This is from Francis. Now that the Clippers are out, does Slee still buy a Reggie Theus or a Paul Mokeski Bucks jersey? Uh, first of all, the Atlanta Hawks are my team, and we discovered You're all that. In the we Hawks. talked. We talked about that yesterday. Uh, so I'm going to stick to my Hawks. I didn't have – what did I end up going with? Dikembe Mutombo? Yeah, I think that's what you I end up going with Tumbo? And then I got a I got a text yesterday that was so much better than anything else that I put out there. I got to find it here. Uh, who did he say? Who did he say? I don't have it in front of me. I don't have it in front was of me. Was it Kevin Willis? Kevin that's Willis who was. I, I, think, yeah. I think it was Kevin Willis. I think it was Kevin Willis, which is much Kevin better Willis. than – what Kevin Willis would be a great choice. That that mm-hmm. because it's just obscure enough, but it's still but I, most people. Okay, but I, right I don't choice. I don't know if I'm cheering against the Suns. Like I I don't know if I'm cheering against Chris Paul. I don't so, mind. I, I I 
I yesterday found myself watching Chris Paul slice and dice. What were you saying yesterday about Chris Paul? Remember you were talking about why are we giving this guy credit? What yep. if he what if he loses the series and he bowls another three yep. one lead? Trav, the dude put up forty one yesterday. Forty one yep. points. There there was no answer for Chris Paul. You thought, okay, maybe Devin Booker's gonna have one of those nights. It wasn't Devin Booker, it was Chris Paul. And I found myself enjoying every single moment watching Chris Paul get to the NBA Finals. Yeah, I didn't at all. I, I mean, I no. no. Why? Put, put, put Why? me firmly in the DeMarcus Cousins camp. Travis and Slee was brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests on the show appear via the Goodyear hotline. Um, Because I, I think Chris Paul was – you got every single facet of Chris Paul last night. Okay. You got great player Chris Paul. Mm-hmm. He, was, he was transcendent last night. He was fantastic. Fantastic. He was the best player on the court, and it wasn't close. He was great. Led his team to victory. You got great leader, Chris Paul, last night, mm-hmm. which you saw. You saw the way that Monty Williams embraced him after the game. You see the way that, that Booker and Aiton look at him like, you know, he's their big brother. You, you know, all, all of those things. He yep. All of the good Chris Paul. And you had all of the other stuff, too. The stuff that just makes you go, man, I don't like that guy. You see him screaming at the Clipper fans. You see was him. he screaming at the Clipper fans, or was he screaming at the Phoenix Suns fans and his family who was yeah, there? Because I looked man, at that, on, too. Sweet. No, come there's on, no sweet. come on. There, there was a fan base Stop. of the Phoenix Suns that were there. Why would he be cheering at the Clipper fans? What, what would be the reason he was, for him he, to be doing because that? Because the Clipper fans hate his guts now. That's why. And, he, and he's that guy that starts doing those things to tweak people. He's the guy that flung himself on the ground like he'd been shot with a bazooka because DeMarcus Cousins barely grazed his ear. He's that guy. He's he is that guy. guy. You're right. He, he is that guy. Mm-hmm. He, he he's the guy that's going back and forth with Patrick Beverly the whole time and and pushing and, and Beverly's not not innocent in this situation. I'm not. I'm not yeah, saying and, that. and I I don't want to hear anything about Patrick Beverly because that dude runs his mouth and no, and, of, of and fakes and fakes plays every other possession to try to give himself an advantage. Gets you know irritates other players. The difference between Patrick Beverly and Chris Paul. Chris Paul can actually back it up. Pat Bev can't. No, no, no. Chris Paul's, I, I don't even know the mathematical, you know, uh, notation to describe the gap between Chris Paul and Pat Beverly sure. as basketball players. It's, it doesn't exist. Sure. But you got to see it. And you, you saw DeMarcus Cousins, and I'll clean it up a little bit, but you saw DeMarcus Cousins say to Chris Paul in the moment, like, this is why people feel they, the way they do about you. Mm-hmm. This, is, this, is, this is why people don't blank with you. Mm-hmm. Because he's that guy. He's an instigator. He throws himself on the ground. He tur- he he calls out his teammates. He's he's this guy that's just very. He's the guy that punched Julius Hodge in the junk in college and then pretended he didn't do it. Mm-hmm. He he's he's this guy that smacks you and runs away. And then when you look at him, throws himself on the ground. And said he beat me up. He's he's that guy. And it was all on this. And he's also like you were saying, a fantastic basketball player. I I. I I'm, I get it. He's in the finals. Good for him. He's earned it. He's put his team on his back. All of these things. I, I don't care who wins because none of these teams are the Lakers, but I, I am never going to get on the, hey, I'm really glad to see Chris Paul in the finals train. I just don't care at all. I, uh, it's kind of funny how opposite we are on this. I don't disagree with some of the stuff that you're saying. I don't. Um, I think Chris Paul has had a very interesting journey. He's been in the league for 16 years has been on teams, I feel like everywhere he's gone, he's changed that franchise around. Um, Has he 
also not performed and been in situations where they choked away a 3-1 lead. His time with the Clippers should be deemed unsuccessful because they should have got a lot further than they did. Uh, there was a time, remember, where they were ahead of the Golden State Warriors and then once Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green kind of figured some stuff out. But he's also the dude that took with Houston and with James Harden the furthest or the closest that the Golden State Warriors lost with that Kevin D, uh, Kevin Durant team before, obviously, KD ended, ended up getting injured. I found myself yesterday rooting for a guy that has had a very interesting path in the NBA. I'm not saying that he's a likable player. I'm not saying that you and I should be sitting there cheering for some of his antics. But I still respect Chris Paul. And I still think him getting to the NBA Finals and doing it against the Los Angeles Clippers – uh, I thought that was I thought that was a pretty I don't know if a cool moment, interesting moment. Yeah, I thought it was a cool I, moment. I thought it, it was a cool me moment. Like that at all? It, it hit me as a guy that's kind of a punk that kind of is flopping around and got through a path that was as manageable a path as we've ever seen anybody have. You had it a minute ago. This had this is a guy who in the first round. Got knocked around, came back and played really well. Anthony Davis was gone. In the second round, they had a Denver team without Jamal Murray that they went right through. In the second mm-hmm. round, they ran into a Clipper team that was game. Don't get me wrong. Clippers mm-hmm. deserve credit for playing as hard as they did, but they didn't have their best player. This was not, hey, I took out LeBron James. Hey, I took out Steph Curry. But he's hey, not I on took that out level. Kevin Durant. He, he's no, not. He's not. I, 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 he's not so. He's only got the guys in front of him to beat. He didn't yep. make the schedule. He didn't hand mm-hmm. pick it. But I don't know. I, I just, he, he, they might win. I mean, they they could they they might win the NBA championship, and it's not at this point. It doesn't have an asterisk, but mm-hmm. I I am never going to beat Team Chris Paul. It's just it's just I just don't feel it at all. It's it's funny. I I wonder if there's a lot more people like that, and I wouldn't be surprised if there is. But I wonder if there's a lot of yeah. I'll just use Laker fans as an example. Probably even Clipper fans as well, because you were saying he was chirping to the Clipper fans. Um, I, I wonder if there are a lot of. NBA fans, Laker fans, Clipper fans here in Los Angeles, that the last thing they want to see is Chris Paul end up winning an NBA championship. Or if it's just one of those predicaments where, hey, if CP3 did it, he's been in the league for so long, give him his credit. Welcome to my world, Slee, where I don't care who wins. Once the Lakers were out, the Clippers, the the – the Suns, the Hawks, the Nets, all of these teams, they were all the same to me, and this is the NBA Finals moving forward. Travis and Slee, it's brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear on the show via the Goodyear hotline. Let's try our first call of this hour, Slee. Let's go to, ooh, I like this, Santa Barbara and Victor. Victor, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's up? Good morning, guys. Good morning. Um, this uh, question is for Travis. I just wanted to know if uh, you use uh, reverse psychology on yourself to saying that the Clippers are going to win the series. And then also wanted to know your thoughts on CP3 getting pushed in the back by Pee Wee. <laughs> All right. The reverse psychology thing may, may or may not have been in play. I, I, I kind of was hoping that the Clippers would get reverse jinxed, if, if that's a thing. But, no, I really did think the Clippers were going to win that series. I thought that once they won game five that they kind of had the mojo, but they didn't get done. As far as the shove in the back goes, Travis to, lost sixty grand yesterday on last night's game. Sixty k just yeah, out, and it doesn't even, and it literally doesn't affect him at all. Yeah, literally doesn't affect him at all. Yeah, it's fine. I'll just cash in my Bitcoin fortune shortly thereafter. As far as the Beverly um, Paul thing, yeah, this is you know, it, it, go ahead. What's and pick by a the side way, what, that one? What's they're, Pat they're, Bev they're, doing? But what's he too, doing? Well, it was a cheap shot. First of all, I mean, it was a cheap shot. Away. Guys walking away, and it wasn't a little love tap. He smacked him. He hit him hard in the shoulders with that shove. Um, they're both they're both 
deeply unlikable players. I, so I, I don't really have a side on that. I guarantee you, and I know that there wasn't something where he called him a blankety-blank and then he shoved him as a retaliation. It was, it was just the boiling over of a series of two guys sure. that have been chapping at each other yep. for the better part of two weeks, and it just it hit the boiling point. And, and Chris knew, Paul cooked him. And, and he cooked him, exactly mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. and Beverly knew it was over, and he's like, well, before I get kicked out of this game, I'm going to try to break your neck. There's, there's no winners in this thing. It was, just, it was, it was bad all around. I thought, uh, you know, I was looking at the replay as everybody they played 35 times. I'm like, well, Chris Paul definitely said something. He actually never said anything. He gave him just a look, and that was enough to spark Pat Beverly. Kind of a, a cheap shot was the best way to put it. Uh, yeah. At least have the guy kind of facing you, and you're looking at him before you do something. Well, you know, let, let's go back. To I mean, it. listen, this, I do that at bars all the time. I kind of throw that shot, but then I kind of duck down, and the guy never sees me. You know, that's kind of a signature move there, Trav. This was this. I just just kind of popped into my head again. Yeah. This is another perfect example of, of this one being a Chris Paul moment. Remember when there when he was playing the Lakers and Rondo just popped him in the mouth. Sure, absolutely. Paul, Paul, Paul thought that it was gave gonna be him one a one two. Yep. We're we're gonna stand there and bark at each other, and our teammates yep. are gonna hold. And Rajon Rondo, he's not built like that. Not that guy. He's he's not. No, no. You want to fight? Okay, let's fight. Bam, yeah. bam. Two in your mouth before you knew mm-hmm. you were in a fight. Mm-hmm. And Chris Paul, Chris Paul isn't that guy. You know he who else is like that? A, you know who else is like that? Funches. <laughs> That's right. Hit you with the two-piece, man. That's right, and he did. And, and it's just, it's, again, it's a – Chris Paul is looked at through a certain prism by, yeah. a prism by mm-hmm. certain guys, and they're just, nah, nah, he's not. He's, Rajon, everybody knows Rajon Rondo isn't playing around. If you square up to him, you better hit him first because he's going to come – he's going to try to get you first, and Chris Paul did not know what he was stepping into. And Chris just, Paul and the Phoenix Suns in the NBA Finals. Kind of crazy to say, Trev. Who cares? Go on, Lakers. Who cares? Not me. I don't care. You can I mean, still be. A, you can still root for the Lakers and watch the NBA Finals. I'm not saying I'm not going to watch. I'm saying I don't care who wins. I don't care mm-hmm. if it's Chris Paul. You know what? Go Trey Young. I'm going to get. Well, no, no. Young. If Trey Young's in the mix here, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm going for Trey Young. Are you cursing right. Trey Young now? No. Well, that maybe Emily. We'll see. We'll see. I'll, maybe I'll just slow play my Trey Young love. Uh, we'll do that. All right. Game number eighty-one for the Dodgers tonight. That's the halfway points. We're giving out some awards, Slee. That's next. It's Travis and Slee, seven ten ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Yeah, I don't want my name anywhere near to passionate sports talk. That's, that's not my jam at all, Slee. Well, you got a little passionate there for a second there. I was like, listen, you want to go at it? Let's go at it. <laughs> okay. I got you fired up. It's your, it's the NBA. That's your thing. I get it. I get it. Why did nobody come to Chris Paul's defense after Patrick Beverly tried to break his collarbones? I'll tell you why. You want to know why? Yeah. Because they're about to play in the NBA Finals. What do you want him to do? What do you want uh, Aiden okay. to go in there and I, I, lay I, into Patrick no, no, Beverly no, 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 so then no, no, no. he's going to be suspended for a game or two going into the finals? If somebody hit Devin Booker like that, you think they have the same reaction? Not a chance. All right, then not the 12th guy on the bench who's not going to get any PT needs to come in and I, do something. Okay, I, I, you will, here, I'm going to give you a sneak preview. Hopefully we do this show for 50 years, okay? okay. Here's a sneak preview. You will never, 
ever hear me go down that road. That, oh, you got to think. Dude, do you know the amount of emotion and passion that you have to play with in these games? And you see one of your boys gets cheap-shotted like that in the back. In that fraction of a second, you don't have the, Do you know why Patrick finals, Beverly did the, it? The finals why, are Okay, next. why did Pat Bev do it? Why because did he he's do nuts. It? No, no, no. Why did he do that at that moment? What do you think? Because he's crazy. The game was over. No, the said, season was over. Yeah, same difference. The season is over. Same difference. So they got nothing to play for. Pat no. Bev's not going to do that in game three. Uh, we'll see. I don't know about that either. No, the, this stuff is played with so much emotion. It is played with so much desperation in these points. And when you see one of you... They, Look, Chad, you but, this is, to, but, but this is what when you players, go out to the bar and this you is what players fights. like that do. They know that if they can get under somebody's skin, what's what's uh, Pat Beverly's not going. It was, you met you mentioned it to start off with. Number one, it was a cheap shot. OK, yeah. number two, the season is over for the Clippers and Patrick Beverly knows. I don't know how much I forget how much time was left. The season was yeah, over and he was getting yeah. cooked by Chris Paul, whatever the case is. And then I could also see, you know, well, why weren't more people coming to defense of Chris Paul? You can make that argument. Um, I'm going to make the, I, I would just say that it would be stupid for somebody to come, throw a couple haymakers at Patrick Beverly, and all of a sudden that person's out for the NBA Finals or a couple of games. When we go and you start your next bar fight, and yeah. I just walk out the front door, hey, Al, somebody's got to be there to do the show tomorrow. Let me know how that feels. Is it our <laughs> last show? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, Chris Paul has put enough out in the universe. I'm not. I am never taking that guy's side in a single thing. All right, game number eighty-one tonight: Dodgers and the Nats. Let's do this. First part, first half of the season. Yep. Who's the MVP of the Dodgers? Who do you have as the guy that is the most valuable player that they've had on their team this year? All right, so I can mix in everybody. Right, doesn't matter. Yep. Uh, pitchers. I'll go. I'll go. Bueller. All right, Walker Bueller, the MVP of the first half for the Los Angeles Dodgers. Basically, you said this a couple of days ago. You said that basically every time he goes to the mound, it's like, okay, that's a W. Who's yes. pitching next? Right, who right. Like tomorrow. Yeah, what, what's going on tomorrow? What's going on the rest of the week? So I would say for me, Walker Bueller, eight and one on the season, I, I would say he's the MVP of the first half. Yeah, I, you know what? He's a very close runner up for me. I think he, he's 1A. Mm-hmm. I think I'd give it to Max Muncy. I think Max Max Muncy's been the guy. Dude, that guy gets on base three times a night, it seems like. He is the one guy from the beginning of the season, really until today, that hasn't had a bad stretch. He got hurt for a little while when they missed about a week or so, but not not enough time to really make an impact. But Is this like a 80s, 1984 uh, baseball theme music? It can't be the this current one. This is ESPN one, right? Baseball Tonight. This is baseball but it's tonight. the current one. I know it is, but I'm saying it's, it's like the they're using one, man. it right now. Yeah, yeah sure. I feel, like, I feel like this is almost like uh, – for NFL, uh, what's the um, NFL films? Not NFL films. Prime time, NFL prime time. Prime time for prime time. That one never, never gets old. That prime no, time. We used it all the time with Key. They still use it on Key Show. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. But Muncie's the guy. Muncie's the guy. He's on base. He's a high level defender, and they absolutely would be somewhere else because with we'll get to some of these other guys. If some of the other guys are not doing what they need to do, and Muncie was underperforming as well, the Dodgers would be. In a different spot. All right, the surprise guy of the first half. I'll go first on this one, Slee. Okay. The, the guy that is giving me a lot more than I thought we were going to get, and yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if we have the same guy here. It's got to be Kenley Jansen, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. It, it, it's, this is a guy that's got 20 saves. He's got an mm-hmm. ERA of under two. And, he's, and here, here's the biggest part of it all. 
He's throwing 95 miles an hour again. Hmm. When you and I were doing the night shows last year and during the playoffs and everything else, this yeah. was a guy that was throwing 89, 90, maybe he'd cook it up there to 91 once in a while. But this is a guy that's in the mid to high 90s regularly and just going through people. He's been mm-hmm. brilliant, and I didn't you know, expect it. You know what's funny is I think for MVP, you expect – you know, I mentioned Bueller, right? Bueller, you expect this to just continue. Like, there's almost no questions about it. You're just worried about other players. You're like, okay, um, like you said, other starts. Okay, who's starting tomorrow? The Kenley part, it is. He is the biggest, you know, surprise of the first half. I think the question is, okay, how sustainable is it? I, I saw Mace put out a tweet, something about getting 35 saves. He's going to stick with it. Mace was early on saying that he thought Kenley was going to have a good year. I guess that's the biggest question for Kenley. So he's been the biggest surprise in the first half. It would be even a bigger surprise that by the time the season is over, we're still saying Kenley is doing what he's doing, um, and he's in a position where you feel comfortable every time he's on the mound in the ninth. We'll get to that. Yeah, I, th- I think you bring up a very, very good point right there. All right, let's go to the next one. There's the the opposite of the MVP, the opposite of a pleasant surprise. Who has been the guy so far this season? You're like, you know what? I'd like to see a little bit more from him in the second half. I, I don't know if we'll be I, – I think we'll be on the same page of this one, but isn't it Mookie? I mean, isn't it – It's a good choice. Don't I, The way I kind of look at it is um, – and I know, look, injuries have played a big factor – this season so far for the Dodgers, but for Mookie, I think you would expect coming off the World Series that his numbers would be better. He'd be a little bit more consistent, even though he's playing a little bit better lately. Um, I I think that, for me, would be the one that stands out the most. Yeah, Mookie's a really good choice, and I I, I considered him as well for all the reasons that you mentioned, but here's here's a guy that I thought was going to be just absolutely brilliant this season mm-hmm. and he's and he's been good it don't don't get me wrong this is and it's a lot like Mookie that 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 you can that the Dodgers have the two guys that we're picking if the mm-hmm. if the if the answer is you know Mookie needs a little more Mookie's pretty damn good but sure. I think you're right and I think this guy falls into that same category too and it's because of the way that last season ended that it felt like it was going to be a springboard into something really really fantastic I'm talking about Julio Urias. Sure. The, he, he's a guy that's he's had – I think he's coming off a career high where he had 12 strikeouts and just a little bit more than five innings the other day. Just a, a, a fantastic performance. But he's only getting into the fifth and sixth inning kind of regularly. He's had a couple of games that just weren't quite there. And seeing the way that he went through the postseason last year, seeing the way that he was the absolute hammer at the back end of these things, that he mm-hmm. was absolutely fantastic – Sure. You know, I mean, put it this way. He pitched multiple innings at the end of games. You almost never see that anymore. And it was absolutely the right decision. I thought he was going to come in and just kill it. And it's been just a little bit short of that. He's been the one guy. You know who Mookie reminds me of? It's like when I'm doing a post-game show or Michael and I talking, and it's like, all right, AD still had good numbers. But you're like, yeah, but AD, you need more. Yes. Right? Like, And, it, hey. and LeBron, LeBron, eh, no, you need more. They're, they're, the bar that these guys set for themselves Held is to a what, totally different standard. Is, is what makes us kind of look at them and say, as good as that player, even it's AD will have a game where it's 20 points and nine rebounds, and in the post game, what's wrong with this guy? I mean, where what did this guy he? do wrong? Where was he? <laughs> Why did he disappear for half the game? No, that's a good comparison. All right, and then lastly, our hopes and dreams for the second half. I'll go first on this one. Okay. And you kind of touched on it a second ago. Mm-hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you the same answer that I gave you a few minutes ago. Kenley that Kenley can find a way to be the guy that he's been through 81 games, not for the next 81 games. I don't really care about that. I mean, he's going to have to pitch reasonably well. Sure, sure. When we get to October, 
Yep. That that is the piece that needs to be right. Clayton Kershaw is going to show up and pitch well. You mentioned Walker Bueller. Don't even need to say another word. Trevor Bauer is a high-level pitcher. He's been fantastic. And Orius, I think, is going to feed all those things. Mookie, Seager, Bellinger, all. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, the, the Jansen piece, as good as he's been, are we 100% sure that he's going to have that 95 miles an hour in the tank come mm-hmm. October? I'm not. I hope Mason is right. I don't know if he will be. Because that guy at the end of the line last year looked gassed. Hmm. All right, so my hope, um, second half of the season, start taking control of the NLS, you know, kind of set themselves up for this long run. It, it's interesting because they went up against the Giants. They went up against the Cubbies. They've won five games in a row. So they've kind of they kind of closed this gap here where it's only um, one, and a half, uh, one and a half games behind the Giants now and a game in front of the Padres, which is still kind of crazy. The NLS sits one, two, three in the National League. Traff, still, if you go National Impressive. League, look at it. One, two, three are, are the three teams in NOS. Um, Who's the odd man out, Slee? Off the top of your head, those three teams, which is the team that's not there at the end? Giants. I agree. Yeah, I, I still think Giants. I think you've sold me on that one. But at the end of the day, they kind of take advantage of the schedule. By the way, four versus the Nationals starts tonight. What are Nationals? Around 500. Yeah, then okay. four. Then four versus Miami. They're way below 500. Then three versus Arizona. I don't have to say anything about Arizona. So they got some games here in front of them where they can continue to take advantage of their schedule. And then, of course, we have the um, the Trevor Bauer situation, which is, mm-hmm. you know, a, a totally different can of worms. And, you know, we're still trying to figure out exactly what, what's going to happen next year. Yeah. Uh, the, you know, I'm sure a lot of people have seen it. There's allegations from a woman that he abused her. He vehemently denies the allegations. Um, and we'll, we'll see what happens next. I, I, you know, I don't, I don't feel super comfortable talking about this in one way because I just don't know, and I don't, the Dodgers don't know, baseball doesn't know. She's saying one thing, he's saying the opposite thing. But uh, you know, this could be something that the Dodgers have to deal with in the second half too. I think things like that are, as we get information on them, you know, we kind of pass that information because really, at the end of the day, you're right. It's uh, it's not like we could sit here and say this is fact and this happened and that happened. Just we'll get more information on it as we do. Then, you know, I guess continue to update everybody on it. Yeah, for sure. And you know that the Dodgers are probably, you know, trying to figure it out as quickly as they sure. can exactly sure. how they proceed with this because, you know, the, the, unfortunately, these are things that pop up every once in a while and you got to have contingencies mm-hmm. on, on what you're going to do depending on which decisions you make and which facts come out. So we'll keep you apprised of all of that. All right. So Sean McVay found himself on a coaching list where he kind of near the top, but not at the top. We'll get into that. And I have a, I have a different list, Lee, that I want to put together that Sean McVay is absolutely going to dominate. That's next. Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is my favorite one. He's got a, he's got a collection now. Yeah. He's got a playlist, but this is my favorite one. They're not good live. They're just not good live. I don't know how else you want me to tell you. I saw him at the Greek amphitheater. A Serbian Beyonce here. Yeah, this feels like a, you could dance to this. You, I can feel my head bobbing up and down. I got okay. my glow stick out. I got my whistle I wanna, blasting. I, I want to go back to this. When did Jokic win the MVP award? 1974. Three weeks ago? I don't know. Four weeks ago? 
more like maybe six weeks ago. Okay, so Jokic won the MVP. You, we talked about that during the draft of the second round when Jokic got drafted. They were actually playing a Taco Bell commercial, mm-hmm. and we kind of set it up this, you know. And you said, "I, I don't want to. I, I don't care that this was going. On. I'd rather go to Taco Bell than see Jokic getting drafted." So Morales then took that and decided, "Oh, great." Why don't we play some Serbian music then to represent what we're talking about? How long ago was that? Yeah, month? Four weeks ago. <laughs> Every show I've had, we've had to come up with like material it. for the opening of it. And Chris, Chris is went, the bitmaster. Chris went so far today with our rundown, telling Emily, "Hey, Emily, I don't see the Serbian music reopen in the rundown." <laughs> you talk. You you want to talk about somebody passionate about the Serbian music? I can only imagine the collection that Chris Morales has sitting at home right now. I want, I'm just looking forward to what's coming up next. I, I want to know every artist that's ever recorded any sort of music. And, that, and that, by the way, that last artist, just FYI, overrated. Okay. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. You can save big when you bundle your home, auto, motorcycle, RV, or boat. Visit Progressive.com. So CBS Sports came out with a list of the, you know, the highest-ranked NFL head coaches, right? Yep. And, and it's, it's, it's kind of what you would expect. It's not, you know, there's nothing that jumps out at you as crazy. Andy Reid is number one. Bill Belichick's number two. You could probably flip those two, but, you know, whatever. You've got John Harbaugh, who's won a Super Bowl. You've got Sean Payton at four, who's won a Super Bowl. Bill's head coach, Sean McDermott, is at number five, maybe a little bit higher than you might expect. And then you got Sean McVay coming in at number six. And then behind McVay, you've got Pete Carroll, Bruce Arians, Matt LaFleur, and Mike Tomlin. There are yep. your top tens. So Sean McVay's ahead of Pete Carroll, who's won a Super Bowl, Bruce Arians, who's won a Super Bowl, and Mike Tomlin, who's won a Super Bowl. Seems a little little bit high if we're talking Agreed. about that. Agreed. I'm a little surprised that, that he's there. By the way, uh, <laughs> what's uh, Detroit's uh, – what's Lions head coach, Dan Campbell? Dan, we're going to bite their kneecaps, and we're going to come in, and if we get knocked down, we're going to get up, and then we're going to bite their kneecaps, and then Jared Goff favorite. will throw three interceptions, and then he I'm going to go favorite. to the press conference, and then I'm going to talk in a staccato voice, and then I'm going to talk like this, and then I'm going to talk about biting a kneecap, and then we're going to talk about being tough. <laughs> we're going to kick you in the teeth, and we're going to bite a kneecap off. Uh-huh. Good luck with that. Uh, I love today's world, the NFL trying to show their safety, and then here's the coach saying, well, no, we'll just literally chew off your kneecap. Dude, that stuff is so out of date. He was number, I think he was second to last on the list. He wasn't last. He wasn't last. He was second. It's just, think about the guys at the That's top. Reed, Belichick, Harbaugh, Peyton, McVay. These are all yeah. guys that are so smart and so innovative. And of they just find different ways to do it. And then this guy's over here. We're going to bite off kneecaps. And we're going to be tough. Just get out of here. We're man. going to kick Stop. you in the teeth. And we're going to bite a kneecap off. And you're going to get yeah. fired in 13 games. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you on that one. Okay, so what, what's your what, – you're talking about specifically the coaches here yeah. and where they're ranked. I think and, Sean McVay's too low, and here's why. Okay. Because in my rankings, what I'm looking at is who's got the best hair? Sean McVay is number one. Who's, okay. got, the, who's got the best wardrobe? Sean McVay is number one. Who's got the best lifestyle? Sean McVay is number one. Who's got the best draft house? The Rams were in Malibu overlooking the ocean. Sean McVay should be number one. These are the rankings that are most. If we're having a ranking, Andy Reid should be top of the rankings for coach most likely to order a triple cheeseburger wearing a Hawaiian shirt. That should be. He should no, be no. number a- one. Andy on Reid would be like a, a fast food expert. 
right? Like he'd be the guy that can kind of sit down and walk you through, listen, this is what you're going to get if you're at McDonald's. If you go to Jack in the Box, this is what you can expect there. Like I could see Andy Reid breaking it down from that perspective. He'd be on Did he go? Isn't that what he did after the Super Bowl? Yeah, go and had cheeseburgers. I love Andy Reid. No, he's, he's a great. freaking he, man. He lives down here, kind of sort of where I live. You see him around town during the offseason occasionally. Mm. And uh, he looks like the most happy-go-lucky guy in the world. Bill Belichick is probably the greatest football coach of all time. But he's also number one on the list of people you would least like to get seated next to at a dinner party. Can you imagine trying to make small talk with Bill Belichick? Can you imagine trying to chat him up on an airplane? I would think you would like that. Aren't you you the person that doesn't want to... Like, do you want that talkative person next to you that won't stop talking and asking you all these personal questions and you've known them for nine minutes? But at a dinner party, you got to make small talk. you got to talk about the weather. you got to talk about your and, kids. you got to talk about Bill, the neighborhood. Me I and Bill that, would do very well next to each other. Think, so you're the guy at a party that just sits there and says, no, look, I love silence. I'm comfortable with yeah. nothing. But if I'm at a party, you got to kind of mingle a little bit. Belichick would be terrible at that. I think that Bill Belichick's version of small talk is maybe talking about like a, a war documentary he just recently watched, <laughs> some sort of history book. That's his. He, he just is all work all the time. The history of submarine warfare in the Atlantic theater from 1944 to 1947. I could Go. see Belichick and I at this dinner party just kind of I elbow him and I'm just like, how's the chicken? And he looks at me. It's good. Sounds good. And then that's Matt it. LaFleur. We both go back our, our way. Matt LaFleur would be number one on the guy you're least comfortable leaving your wife with. <laughs> right? They, they, they just say, I, I yeah. might argue that Pete Carroll might be higher on, on the <laughs> that's list That's not a bad choice one. either. Yeah, I think no, that's you, you, I mean, you know what Pete Carroll is? Pete Carroll is the guy that you just spent $3,000 to three-day conference. It's like a, it's a motivational session where you get the book as well and you get a, a couple of the audio tapes are going to go download it right to your phone. And Pete Carroll, just energy from like 8 a.m. to you know 7 p.m. at night, he's just doing these motivational sessions. That's what Pete Carroll is. That's perfect. That's absolutely perfect. You know who else might be on that list, Emily? The Pete Carroll slash uh, Matt LaFleur. Cliff Kingsbury may be a guy that, you know what, I think I'll just stay over here and hang out with you guys. I don't know if I want to go reload my plate and refresh in my drink. He might while... be the best wingman. Ooh, that could be Kingsbury, too. That's right, man. Although he wouldn't be a wingman. He'd be the guy. He's, he's the pilot. Well, then I'll be his best wing, wingman. Then. <laughs> yeah, you'd want to be the wingman, too, Cliff you know what Kingsbury. Vrabel, you know what Vrabel would be? Personal trainer. <laughs> and it would be Perfect. the worst. It would be like hell. Like, I got to go He'd see this guy shape, again. get you in shape, though. You'd be, I gotta you'd be go a see this guy shape. again. I, I see that guy on the sidelines. I'm like, he can play right now. Like, doesn't he look like he's still good to go, ready to go? Can come in on a couple downs and just uh, handle things on the defensive side. Eight seven 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 ten ESPN. What should some of these NFL coaches be number one on the list? You can send them on Twitter at Alan Sliwa at Travis Rogers as well. How about this one? Yeah. Dan Campbell would be number one on these coaching lists if we were ranking guys you would hire to walk your dogs. Just like he, I feel like he could execute that. We're going to kick you in the teeth, and we're going to bite a kneecap off. I want that dude nowhere near my dog. Nowhere near my dog. No, he's going to make sure your dog's nice and tough. He's going to walk him around the block, and if that little uh, Rottweiler gives you any trouble, we're going to bite that guy in the knee. We're going to bite his kneecap off. We're going to keep it moving. Mike Tomlin? I got one for Mike Tomlin. If there's a problem, I want Mike Tomlin right next to me. Yeah. I don't know about you guys. I need, I need Mike Tomlin. If there's an issue... We are somewhere, and Mike Tomlin's my buddy, and he's right next to me. I feel much safer than I would if, sorry, Trav, if you were next to me. Oh, no, 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 no offense taken. Believe me, none taken at all. What about Ron Rivera in that role? 
I feel like Ron Rivera could handle himself pretty well too. Like if we were doing if we were doing Fight Club for NFL coaches, I think both Tomlin and Ron Rivera would be number one seeds. I feel like those guys are like the Duke and North Carolina of uh, NFL coaches who are tough guys. All right, a uh, notorious slash famous slash I think I want to be this guy day in MLB. One of the best deals ever. That's next on Travis and Sliwa. All right, Slee, so here's a couple more suggestions to what we were just talking about a minute ago, some other NFL head coaches and occupations that they uh, might have. Francis in Glendale has, if Willie Mays Hayes goes down while filming Major League Two, Mike Tomlin is your guy. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Mike Tomlin, what is that? That actor is, it's Omar Epps, right? That they look exactly alike. So he could certainly fill in in that role. And then John says – Just real quick, when Mike Tomlin talks in some of these press conferences, when Pittsburgh comes off a loss, I feel like I did something wrong. Like I start kind of stiffening my back a little bit. Like I'm like, Al, you know, go get a couple push-ups in or something. I mean, Tomlin's talking. Yeah, it's uh, – he's intimidating. The standard is the standard. I I like that. I like that kind of coach. He is wildly intimidating. Mm -hmm. And then we have uh, our pal – John Fullerton, who says, uh, or no, I'm sorry, this is from Dave in San Clemente. He says, Chip Kelly would be your number one candidate to be the sales manager at a car dealership. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. That's perfect. Hey, look. Would, um, he do, would he do the commercials as well? Like, you know, like the local ads? Would he say, oh, yeah. hey, come on in this weekend, our 4th of July sale, and just goes into his whole, his whole yeah, routine? That would be perfect. He would be He's standing next to the car like, this one's for sale. That one's for sale. <laughs> hey, I know that you've been talking with Tony, but I just wanted to come in here and let you know that this, this car right here, this one right here, this is this is for you. This is for you. I'm going to hook you up with a great deal. Chip Kelly would be great at that. That just seems like something. I that, still, uh, still one of my favorite things is envisioning you walking into a dealership with a suitcase of cash. You still think like that's how it's done. There's 19.5 cash in the car, but the in the uh, suitcase, but MSRP is 35, and you're like, well, it's all cash. cash. All it's all cash. cash. <laughs> How about one more? Kevin Stefanski. I believe he's the Viking. No, he's the – see the Vikings or is he the Browns? He's the Browns. Browns. Kevin, Kevin Stefanski would be great as the main actor in an ED commercial. <laughs> that's, that's both great and we didn't get anything not for something Gruden. you want to be in. We didn't get anything for Gruden. Um, Gruden. I couldn't think of anything for him. Let me think about Gruden. I think, no, maybe we'll throw that out there. Give us, give us some suggestions on what Gruden would be doing if he wasn't coaching uh, a, a football team. He would be. Hey, Gruden would be like. A, do you want to come down and see what my well looks like? He'd be like a like new. That. He'd be like a. Does my van smell funny to you? <laughs> something. He'd like be that. pitching you something like some type of investment he's pitching you in, and it's like. It's it's coming like jump on the opportunity early like he'd be that. This is guy. a once in a lifetime yeah, opportunity. Yeah, that's what. <laughs> they, 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 look, I'm only telling this to a yeah, select don't want to miss out. He gets you stuck don't in a pyramid scheme. Out. I think that might be him. He he's stuck in an MLM or a pyramid scheme. Bobby Bonilla oh, does not geez. need a pyramid scheme. Bobby no, he's Bonilla, good. He's today set. is the day where he gets all of his money. He gets all of it, and his age be a holiday. It, it, it kind of is because it, it, Bobby Bonilla hasn't been a Major League Baseball player in what feels like 40 years, and at least once a year we come around and talk about this because his agent struck what has to be the greatest deal ever. And, and I'm kind of making some, some numbers here, but basically the Mets owed him about $10 bucks. Yeah. And the Mets said, hey, look, instead of us paying you the $10 million that we owe you, how about we just give you $2 million every year for the rest of your life? <laughs> 
And he's like, well, I'm probably going to live to be a nice, ripe old age. Yeah, let's let's do that. And the question is, is if you're Bobby Bonilla, mm-hmm. do you like being known as the guy that got the best deal of all time? Or do you like being known as the guy that's kind of the poster child for the guy that got the best deal of all time despite not being the player that you were supposed to be to get all that money in the first place? If I'm Bobby Bonilla, I'm celebrating today like it's – it literally is – We there's not a – there's not a year that goes by in sports where all sports radio stations talk about Bobby Bonilla. Yeah, I know. Like, this is his day. We're going to do it now. I guarantee you there's a good chance some of the other shows after us may very well bring it up, right? Even if it's not for a long time. You know what I'm more interested about? You know those, some of those who win the lottery and you can get you can get a lump sum at once. Yeah. Or you can get it in like, you know, I don't know payments. how many payments over. Yeah. What would you rather do? You want the lump sum or you want the payments? Give me the dough. Give really? Yeah. Yeah. No, Give me the I'm dough. Taking the, I'm taking I, because the Because I'm, I'm not going to go out and buy, you know, gold chains and, and, and you know, crazy things like that. I'm not going to go buy cars for everybody I've ever met in my life. I'm going to take, I'm going to buy myself a couple of things that I want, and we're going to put the rest of that money and have it work for me, and I'm never going to have to do another thing in the rest of my life that I ever want to do. I'm you're not waiting get for a the nice government dinner to my money. Outback Steakhouse. Perfect. That's what you're going to do. Who wouldn't want that? They got the, they got that dark bread that's really good. You put that nice, soft, yeah, warm bad. butter on there. That's not that's bad. That's fantastic. Blooming onion. The blooming blooming onion. That's not delicious. bad either. Who doesn't that's want one of those? Either. Who doesn't uh, want I, I would chicken take, on the side? They got I would shrimp. Take the, uh, I would take the uh, – uh, give me the payments. I'll, I'll take that. I'm, I'm going to take the Bobby Bonilla route on this one. <laughs> ESPN I want Radio. it stretched over time. Is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive's home quote explorer is changing the way you buy home insurance. Now you can go online, get a custom quote, and save both time and money. Learn more at Progressive.com. The Dump is next. It's Travis and Sliwa. All right, we're going to get to the dump in just one second, but very quickly, if you're a business owner who is hiring, it can feel like trying to find that needle in a haystack, but when you post your job on ZipRecruiter, their matching technology finds the qualified candidates for you and then invites them to apply. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within that first day. So while other companies give you way too many options, ZipRecruiter finds you that needle in the haystack. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free at this web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash G-R-E-E-N-Y. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. All right. Do you know what's happening out there, Slee? You know, you and I, neither one of us are really like fashion-forward guys. We're really not on the I disagree edge. with that. I no, disagree with that. But, that's yeah. true. I've seen your deal. I've seen your yep. deal. There is a denim renaissance taking place, and I don't know if that means jorts. Wait, like you don't think I know yesterday. that? But you don't think I know that. I can see you right now. I know I know you don't know that. You're not in I'm, a denim shirt. You don't have a jean jacket on. You don't have a pair of jorts. You don't have denim shoes. You're obviously not a part of the Renaissance. Can you imagine if I, like, one day just came to work, I wore some gear that Russell Westbrook was wearing pregame? <laughs> can you imagine oh, my that? God, I would love to see that, man. I'd pay money to see that. Please. <laughs> no, you would not pay money. I would pay it would a be, lot of money to see that. It would be awkward, uncomfortable. I'm just wearing a net shirt. It's just a... Just a <laughs> Just, look, if I were Russell Westbrook, I wouldn't uh, own shirts. Okay, all I would do is walk around shirtless. That would be my my outfit. If I looked like Russell Westbrook, would just be, hey, yo, would, check me out. How would Travis do the show? Travis is already in studio, and then I just walk in with this gear, and then we just go live on air. How would you even look at me? Like you wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to take me seriously the entire time. I think you'd look good. Oh, absolutely. I think you should absolutely do it. How Do you own a single item in your wardrobe that is yep. denim that isn't a pair of jeans? 
No. I gotta say, my water polo team, when I, I so I played water polo in college, we would mm-hmm. always have a jardy at the end of the season. So you can only wear jean denim stuff. So you had to wear denim shirt, denim jacket, denim pants, everything. But you did it as like a team, so you felt more comfortable, right? Yes, but it was also like very fun. I I, I, I would definitely suggest it and uh We're gonna do a denim day. <laughs> I, I feel like if I threw on a jean jacket, a denim yeah. jacket, that I would yep. be like channeling some bad version of Fonzie or something. And I know that Fonzie had a leather jacket, but I just I don't, I don't know if a middle-aged guy like myself could be walking around don't, in a jean jacket. You guys are killing me, man. Ridiculous. Like, I have three jean jackets. Like, you guys are really killing me in my clothes. No, also, see, you're, first you're of all, we're not killing you. Punch. We're not killing you. What we're saying is it's uncomfortable for us. If you yes. can rock it and you feel good with it and your girl is good with it, yeah, I think you've, you know, I, I think you're more confident than Travis and I are. No doubt about also, it. Also, the thing is, too, skinny jeans are out. It's all uh, boot cut yeah. now or, or straight jeans. Uh, the Gen really Zers has said that the skinny jeans. Uh, Travis Rogers. I don't know. Blank. I just wanted to clear out your nah. closets just in case. Nope, nope. Not Travis, really in the option tree. Travis, you get the regular jeans, but you're like, no, these are skinny. These are skinny jeans. They fit like skinny <laughs> jeans, but they're, I, I told you the story. I think it was on this show, right? Yeah. That I, I, I just put it together a few years ago when I realized that we would go to shop when I was a kid with my mom and she would ask for the husky tough skins. I'm like, I didn't know what that meant. What that means is, is that I uh, was a little too husky. All right. It's baseball season and you're ready to go all out. So you order the essentials to make game day a success like a jersey, a power recliner, and a bigger screen. And you use your Bank of America customized cash rewards credit card, choosing to earn 3% cash back on online shopping, rewards that you put towards an essential piece of the celebration, an air horn. All right, apply for your bankofamerica.com slash more rewarding. Let me uh, say that again, bankofamerica.com slash more rewarding. Copyright 2021, Bank of America Corporation. Keep going, Trav. Keep going. All right, so here's another one. Let's go down the list very quickly of things that when you go to the store, they're locked up. Razor blades are on the list, right? For for whatever reason, razor blades are are Mm -hmm. guarded like they're plutonium. Um, Liquor. There's definitely liquors that are locked up, some of those good bottles. The expensive liquor, the expensive wine, that's definitely locked up. Pop off, pop off. (laughs) The the pop off in the plastic bottle on the bottom shelf, definitely (laughs) locked up. Um, Look, some birth control methods are locked up in certain stores, right? That's uh, Cigarettes. Cigarettes are locked up. You know what you can add to the list? What's that? Ice cream. They're locking up the treats, Slee. Wait, everybody's doing this? Not everybody, but we saw there's a, there's a picture going around where okay. the the treats are under lock and key. So you got to go get the manager if you want to get a bomb pop. Imagine this: you've had a hard day. All you want is to dig your spoon into a pint of ice cream. You might you might be like a little bit emotional, but you get to the freezer section and then you have to call and over some, po- some poor employee there to come and open the door for you. And you're saying, and then somebody's got to make an announcement: "Hey, we need the ice cream aisle four. We need it unlocked." <laughs> you know, you're walking with the clerk all the way over there. Yeah, I just what want my American kind of world are we dream. living in? I just want my fudge ripple or cherry jubilee or whatever whatever we're going for. I don't need the whole restaurant, the whole uh, grocery store to know my deal. Place to know, right? Yeah, it, it, you're gonna it, eat it, all. You can eat all that. Okay, <laughs> we don't need comments here. Just open that. Open up the damn freezer. Speaking of weird things, did you see the picture of the lady who literally had an entire steaming tray of lobsters on her airplane seat next to her? Okay, here's my question. What's the etiquette on a plane when it comes to food? 
Well, nobody really eats on a plane anymore, right? There is no more food unless you bring no, it but yourself you bring, like this lady. But, but you do. So, you know, you're at the airport, you're waiting. A lot of people will, all the different restaurants that are there or fast food places, they'll get food and they'll bring it with them on the plane. So I say that because when I say what the etiquette is, I'm the kind of guy that if I'm on a plane, I'm the perfect person to sit next to. I'm not trying to be annoying, make too much noise. Uh, and I'm also not bringing on the plane uh, carne asada burrito that smells up the entire place or Indian food and I'm having saffron Egg rice with sandwich. some. <laughs> That's not what I'm going to do. What's tuna? the etiquette? What's the etiquette on a plane? Hey, you want half this tuna sandwich? Random person I've just met just got it at Subway. You want half? It's got it's got jalapenos on it. You want half? Uh, with no. food too, do you take off your shoes on a plane either? Because no. I sat next to someone look, who's taken off their shoes. Look, we've entered end times. Okay, we've gotten to the end of civilization. We're very close. We're just about done. Mm-hmm. Because people, like Emily just said, are taking their shoes off. People are putting their tray of lobsters on the seat next to you. People are bringing their carne asada burritos and tuna sandwiches on airplanes. Before we all kind of agreed that, hey, look, we're all in this together. Airline travel kind of sucks. Let's treat each other with a little respect and be human beings to one another. The rules are gone. So now if you want to bring your burrito sleeve, bring it. If this Not bringing it. Bring- if Not this lady it. wants to bring a tray of lobsters, bring it. Because we're at the end of the line. Common decency is long gone, so why the hell not? Lean I could see it. Trav getting on a plane. Uh, hey, uh, anybody want some chicken tikka masala? Uh, <laughs> what? It is pretty good. Bringing I mean, this on the plane? It is pretty good. Why not? All right, so we got all of that. So, Slee, now that the Clippers are out, what are you going to do with your nights? Hawks and uh, Milwaukee tonight. What are you yeah. talking about? What are you talking about? It's a, a big night tonight. Hawks in Milwaukee. The people in, the people in Atlanta and Milwaukee don't want to watch the Hawks and the Bucks. That's, That's jacked up. not the way that it goes. That's All jacked right. up. Tell them real quick where to get the podcast. ESPN app or on iTunes. Download the Travis and Sliwa show. Please subscribe to the channel. Travis and Slee tomorrow morning, 8.55. Don't be late. That's when we get started. Be there.